If you were uh, planning on maybe getting a Phoenix Suns jersey with Kevin Durant's name on it, or if you've been working on photoshops of Kevin Durant in a Suns uniform, sorry, it's not going to happen. He's not going anywhere. That was the news today. Sham Sharania from The Athletic breaks it. The Nets put out a statement. They've apparently patched things up. Lots of reaction to it locally, nationally. Here to help us with the reaction from ArizonaSports.com. He's got a story up on the website at ArizonaSports.com right now. Kevin Zimmerman joins us in studio. Uh, Kevin, we were just talking uh, before we came back out on the air. I didn't expect to be talking about this today with such <laughs> finality. Uh, how surprised are you that this is where we're at? I guess I'm surprised because I think when you look at how, I guess it's far off training camps are, there's no reason for things to advance, whether as trade talks or otherwise. So I guess good on the Nets for being proactive and getting a meeting with Kevin Durant. I, You know, the third meeting this offseason. Congrats to them for that and patching things up. All right. Speaking of patching things up, what about the collateral damage? Is there anything to patch up in Phoenix? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's still the DA thing. Um, and regardless of how connected you might have thought that was I think even if Kevin Durant had never asked to be traded never asked um, out and maybe Phoenix was on his list um, I I think they had to do that with DA for basketball reasons for just how they handled free agency and all that Um, Mikel Bridges name came out yesterday so I think he he went on Twitter and I assume this was about that where he tweeted I'm just listening or watching like you all so I I think he'd be fine, but I think DA's the big one. Again, I don't think it's even related to Kevin Durant. I think that's just the big basketball one. Kevin Zimmerman from uh, ArizonaSports.com, one of the hosts of the Empire of the Suns podcast, joining us here on Bickley and Murata Mornings. Bick and I have talked about this, uh, you know, and, and staying on the subject of maybe having to patch some things up with DeAndre Aiden, even though he became a very rich man this summer. Um, I found it odd that there was no media availability after a, a, a contract extension of that size. Now, there wasn't one for Devin Booker either. There wasn't one for Monty Williams. What do you make of the Suns' kind of quiet uh, summer in terms of communication? I'm going back to the Eric Bledsoe negotiation, which went a long time. And, you know, I, I think teams insulate themselves from um, their guys being out there and put in front of media people like that, which I, I guess that's just the day and age we're in. Um, honestly, I, I don't think DA is going to be, you know, reminiscing too much. I think just this past season, whatever you think about him, he showed maturity and not getting that extension, playing through it. Um, and they do have a genuine like for him I think the guys all in the locker room do so I think that that's going to come out and it, it might have been a little more bitter if you had yeah had that conversation with him with reporters in his face asking what happened and why didn't this get done before you got an offer sheet for the, from the Indiana Pacers um, and, and that's kind of what's lost I think is just the more emotional feelings on it so I, I guess teams insulate people from that but that's that's just kind of how mm. things are now yeah I'm, I'm curious to see where that's going to go Tim Ring uh, said on these airways that, that he, he had heard somebody told him the Suns just didn't even want DA um, anymore. So I, I'm curious to see if if he is still going to be on some sort of trading block. All right, what do you uh, what do you think the Suns need to add now that the Kevin Durant piece is out of the mix? Man, the roster doesn't look that different, right? I, I no. guess going back, I didn't even mention Jay Crowder's cryptic yeah. social media stuff. Um, 
how do you get better, right? And that's the big question. They added some really good role players that I like. Damian Lee, Josh Kogi, um, Jock Landale's interesting, and they brought back Biombo. But like, how do you actually upgrade maybe your top seven, eight when you go into the playoffs and that rotation gets reduced? Um, I, I think a lot of it goes back to how do you internally develop Mikel Bridges' role? Um, can Can Johnson be you know not just a starting caliber guy off the bench? Does he become a starter? Does he take that next step? And I think, again, goes back to D.A. in basketball. Um, the reasons he wasn't happy, whether you agree with him or not, I, I think it's role-related. And when you have a guy that's getting max money, um, you're paying him that much, you need to give him more responsibility, I think. And I, I know that there's clunkiness with how they play basketball and maybe the low post game or whatever you want to call his game, but they need to involve him more and, and find ways to help him take things off Chris Paul and Devin Booker because I think when you talk about wear and tear they haven't really added a lot to this roster when it comes to how do you take Chris Paul's role and maybe rest him games even mm-hmm. um, can campaign go back two years and play like that can Landry Shamit play more consistently so there, there has to be that question answered because I think when you look at who's going to carry you in the postseason um, you got to have more options and take a little off the, the guys we know are already stars yeah I, I, I like a lot of what you're saying especially when it comes to DA and it makes sense alright they're paying them this money the Suns are in need of a reliable guy who can put up 20 points a game night in night out I just don't know um, as much as I defend DeAndre Ayton with the current skill set he's not a creator and I don't know if you can feature a guy who doesn't put the ball on the floor create for himself or step out and shoot the three with regularity I don't know if you can count on a guy to make that jump offensively what are your thoughts yeah. on that? I mean I think it's when you just talk about three point shooting this is a guy who has talked about even in the playoffs this past season about I want to play power forward it's fun but he has taking threes and I, I don't know if that's his decision I don't know if that's Monty's system they don't want him to but that that changes a lot even just taking threes that opens up the middle of the floor for book and the guys to cut and and drive so even that's something that will kind of drastically change how that starting lineup looks and how it operates so you know even little things like that I think will go a long way now I don't think you should go dump the ball down in the post and make him play make like he's Hakeem or something but I don't know that that's that's for smart basketball people to do but yeah. I think there are ways that you can try Kevin Zimmerman from ArizonaSports.com joining us in studio um, for much of the summer we talked about how this uncertainty with Kevin Durant his trade request all these teams getting involved and maybe putting a deal uh, together for him kind of put a hold on everything you expecting like a late flood of activity here a month before camp I still think something will happen with Donovan Mitchell, and I know Danny Ainge operates where you, you just don't know what he's going to do, but he acts aggressively, so I would expect something there to kind of pop up. Um, but yeah, it, it seemed like everyone kind of was waiting for something to happen, and I I'll give the Suns credit. They didn't put all of their eggs in that basket. They had to move on. They had to get DA back because that was the best option on the table. And, you know, 
if something pops up near the trade deadline, then I, I think that's how they're going to operate. This isn't just like you need to make drastic changes before training camp. This is going to be a really good team, and I think a lot of other teams across the league are looking at it like that, where it's just you, you don't want to mortgage everything yeah. for, for this guy who has four years on his contract, just got extended, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. All right, clearly the Warriors are the team to chase in the West now that they're champions. Who is there anybody else you think that has passed the Phoenix Suns that they are now chasing? I think assuming that the Clippers get back their their stars healthy, Kawhi, um, their roster is super interesting. They have just endless amounts of wings. They can go so many different directions. And low-key, the John Wall acquisition this summer, I think, that guy... You know, he can't shoot. He doesn't exactly fit the modern NBA. But on that team, I, I think he's going to be a serious threat to be just absolutely fun with his just how he can drive, jump passes, um, kickouts, creating a lot for those wings. Going to take a lot off Kawhi and Paul George. I think that team's loaded. And I, I would expect them to be top three for sure in the West. And John Wall's got the freshest legs in the league. <laughs> oh, we boy. Know that. oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> Kevin, thanks for jumping in with us. We appreciate it, man. Yeah.